0: Isaiah 26, verse number one. In that day shall this song be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. Salvation will God appoint for walls and bulwarks. Open ye the gates that the righteous nation which keepeth the truth may enter in. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Mm. Heavenly Father, we pray that with your blessing there might be a blessing for us. Draw something from this scripture that might uh, uh, feed our souls. We pray that the help of others might augment, uplift, uh, make tasty your word. Bless, we pray, for the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his name, amen. You may be seated. For those of you who were here for Sunday school last week, you heard Brother Hogue give us a a heartwarming rendition of Augustus Toplady's hymn, Rock of Ages. Some claim that Rock of Ages is the number one, best, and most popular hymn in Christendom. I don't know how they measure that, but some say that. Some make it equal to Amazing Grace that we sang just a minute ago. Even though there may be more theology in Toplady's hymn than Newton's hymn. But again, that's debatable. One quote I found said in regard to Rock of Ages the words of this hymn are among the most profound, inspiring, encouraging, sacred, devotional, and precious words ever penned. That's pretty high praise. Despite its prominence, Rock of Ages is the only hymn by Top Lady that's in our hymnal. In fact, it's the only one. Should I turn this thing off? We don't. What's going on here? (laughs) Pop, pop. I have another dozen hymnals at home that, uh, again, this is Rock of Ages is the only hymn in there. However, in this hymnal that I have right here, uh, which was published in 1858, about 175 years ago, there are seven of his hymns in this thing. Uh, For example, some of them are, are good. If they're not up to the standard of Rock of Ages, they come pretty close And by the way, uh, Top Lady never uh, gave titles to his hymns. All of his hymns are simply the first few words of the hymn itself. Rock of Ages. We begin that way. Uh, His hymn, O Thou Hearest the Prayer of Faith, begins by... Just listen to these words. O Thou That Hearest the Prayer of Faith... Wilt thou not save a soul from death that casteth itself on thee? I have no refuge of my own, but fly to what my Lord hath done. He suffered once for me. Slain in the guilty sinner's stead, his spotless righteousness I pled, and his availing blood. Thy merit, Lord, my robe shall be. Thy merit shall atone for me and bring me near to God. Then save my eternal death. Save, then save from eternal death. The spirit of adoption breathe, his consolations send. By him some word of life impart and sweetly whisper to my heart, thy maker is thy friend. The king of terrors then would be welcome messenger to me. To bid me come away, unclogged by earth or earthly things I'd mount, I'd fly with eager wings to everlasting day. I don't know what sort of music you would put that to. I don't know if he put it to music. In fact, we are told that uh, uh, this is an American tune that we sing Rock of Ages to. So what it was originally sung to, I have no idea. There's something else to notice about Rock of Ages. Turn to 113 in your hymnal. That comes after Isaiah 14. (laughs) You'll notice that there are three verses. There are three verses in every hymnal that I have. Three verses. However, that's not the way Top Lady wrote it. He wrote it with four And somehow, the four became edited. You might want to follow along, but if not, uh, you can just listen to me. Rock of ages, cleft for me, let me hide myself in thee. Let the water and the blood from thy riven side which flowed, that's the way I learned it a long time ago, be of sin the double cure, save from wrath and make me pure. Not the labor of my hands can fulfill thy law's demands. Could my zeal, no respite, know? Could my tears forever flow? All for sin could not atone. Thou must save, and thou alone. Nothing in my hand I bring, simply to thy cross I cling. Naked, come to thee for dress. Helpless, look to thee For grace, foul I to the fountain fly. Wash me, Savior, or I die. While I draw this fleeting breath, when my eyes shall close in death, when I rise to worlds unknown and behold thee on thy throne, rock of ages, cleft for me, let me hide myself in thee. As I said this morning when I gave you Top Lady's testimony, In 1756, when he was 16 years old, he was an English boy who had been taken by his uh, widowed mother to Ireland. While he was there, he was attracted to a religious service that was being conducted in a barn. The preacher, it is said, could not read the Bible. The preacher could hardly spell his own name. But the Lord knows his name. was James Morris. And despite the relative ignorance of this man, the power of God was in that meeting on that night. And Augustus Monahue top lady, was overcome by the Holy Spirit, trusting Christ as his Lord and Savior. Before he left his teens, he was writing poetry. Mm. And some of this is in my little, my little book here. One of the boy's first poems carried the testimony of his salvation. I said this morning when I gave you his testimony, it's really not much of a testimony. It comes out in his hymns. Surely Christ thy griefs hath borne. Weep soul, no longer mourn. View him bleeding on the tree, pouring out his life for thee. There thy every sin he bore. Weeping soul, lament no more. Weary sinner, keep thine eyes on the atoning sacrifice. There the incarnate deity, numbered with transgressors, see. There his father's absence mourns, nailed and bruised and crowned with thorns. Cast thy guilty soul on him. Find him mighty to redeem. At his feet thy burden lay. Look thy doubts and cares away. Now by faith the son embrace. Plead his promise. Trust his grace. This he wrote before he was 20 years old. Toplady preached for 14 years. He died a relatively, no, he died a young man. Not relatively young. He died a young man. Some say that he was harsh and bigoted. Much like John Wesley, who hated Top lady's theology, by the way. Others said that his heart was warm and his zeal was unquenchable, unquenchable. We'll probably never know until we get to heaven what sort of person he really was, and then we might not get to know, because he will be glorified, and we will be glorified, and we probably won't care what sort of person he was here on Earth. I don't know, but we do have a few of his songs. If you look for the words Rock of Ages in the Bible, if you get out of Concordance uh, or go to your computer and put in those words, you will not find Rock of Ages in the Bible. But it is a biblical theme, in fact, coming from verse number 4 of Isaiah 26. Then, when it's combined with other scriptures, it becomes more clear. Deuteronomy 32, 4, for example, speaking of the Lord. He is the rock. His work is perfect. His ways are judgment. A God of truth and without iniquity. Just and right is he. The words everlasting strength in verse number 4, everlasting strength could be translated rock of ages. The Hebrew word translated rock is quite interesting. It's found 78 times in the Old Testament. Three times it is translated God. Three times it is translated sharp or edge. And 72 times it is rendered rock, stone, or strength as we have it right here. There are theologians who say that people in the Old Testament were not delivered from their sins in the same way as people in the New Testament or as people are today. These confused people think God saves souls differently at different times throughout history. I believe, according to Romans 4, that Abraham, for example, was saved by grace through faith. Exactly the same way that I have been saved. And David was saved apart from any works that he performed, which we learn from the same scripture. He was saved by God's grace. All the Old Testament saints were saints of God through divine grace. Whether ancient or modern, the saints of the Lord enjoy that grace by faith. Grace through faith. Here in Isaiah, we are urged to trust in the Lord, to enter this city of salvation. And how do we enter? By faith. What is it to trust? We have that word here, trust. What is it to trust? James Strong In his printed version of his concordance defines the Hebrew word by saying to hide to refuge. Listen carefully. He didn't say to hide to refuge, to hide to refuge. It sounds like a typo. It sounds like a typographical error. But I've seen it in other older books. High, H-I-E. It sounds like it ought to come from the Scottish poetry of Bobby Burns, something like that. But James Strong was from Connecticut uh, 150 years ago. To high, H-I-E, is to hurry. To hurry. Hurry as fast as you can. It is said that haste is waste in a lot of things, but it's definitely not a waste when we're talking about trusting the Lord. Hurry, hi, get there as quickly as you can. And I might add, once that you are there, lean on that one you trust, rely on him. Brother Lance and I were talking as we came in the door a few minutes ago It has been said as a criticism of our faith that religion is just a crutch for weak people like us, don't have the intellect, don't have the science, whatever. So we have religion instead. We have Christianity instead. When I was a young Christian, that bothered me, and I tried to deny it, I tried to get away from it, but you know, I'm a lot more mature now, and... uh, uh, Today I kind of like the term. A crutch. I have a crutch. My crutch is the Lord. And I don't mind leaning on the Lord. That's what Isaiah is saying here. Trust the Lord. Lean on Him. It's not religion that I rest on. It's Christ Jesus. Isaiah talks metaphorically about the city of salvation. How does a person enter this city that Isaiah was describing? Verse number four, trust ye in the Lord forever. For in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. At the Lord's invitation, we use our faith to walk right in. And after this believer is in the city, there's need for ongoing trust. We don't stop trusting now that we've entered the city. We still lean on him every day. Verse three implies that saving faith is just the beginning of faith. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. It's like the life that we find in a newborn baby, that three day old baby that we talked about this morning. Just beginning life. It has life, but it really doesn't know what life is like. There's a whole lot more for that child to learn. Christian, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. What happens when a child of God continues to grow in his trust of the Lord? Do you see that Isaiah mentions perfect peace? Mm. Is there imperfect peace? Mm-hmm. Apparently so, because we have reference to perfect peace. Actually, the Hebrew says, "Thou wilt keep him in peace, peace, whose mind is stayed on thee." Shalom, Shalom. Peace, peace. perfect peace. And as it is used, the implication is through the greatest and the highest of peace, the perfection. peace. The Lord Jesus once said, I give unto them my sheep, I give unto my sheep eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. We could tie that back to verse number one here. And then the Lord said, my father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. In fact, The fact that we are in the Father's hand is a strong source of peace. But the fact is, we are in the hand which is in the hand of the Father. We have a double protection. The hand of the Savior, the hand of the Father. We have peace, peace. We have the perfection of salvation. The perfection of security. We have shalom, shalom. That peace, peace is the gift of God to those who trust Him. Trust in me, perfect peace. But peace is not just a gift from God, as though it was something separate from Him. My friend in Canada gave me a watch a number of years ago. I could take this watch off and I could give it to you. Not going to, but uh, I could. And at that point, it, it ceases to become a part of me. It's separate. What the Lord is talking about here is not something separate. It is something actually attached to him. It's perfect peace because it it, it never leaves the Lord himself. It is perfect because He is perfect. This peace is not a product of the Lord. It is a part of the Lord. The New Testament speaks about peace of God which passeth our understanding. This is something that is unfathomable. Some of us were talking this afternoon, there's so much about eschatology And other things that are just beyond our grasp. Will we ever understand the Lord? I think it was Brother Austin who said this afternoon, uh, we'll be learning about the Lord for a very long time. We'll be learning new things forever because we have an infinite God. And this peace is that same sort of thing. It is beyond us. It goes on forever and ever because it is connected to the God of all peace. Mm. Let's say that you came home to find your house cold. For some reason or other, uh, you left the house and it was nice and warm. You didn't turn up the furnace. It's 55 degrees. What are you going to do when you come to a house that's uh, 55 degrees? You go to the thermostat, you turn it up, or you get another log and you throw it on the fire. You warm the place up. You feel that cold. There are some people who feel cold when it is 75 or 80 degrees. They still feel cold. And there may be people, what if your metabolism meant that you could never feel cold? that whatever the temperature was, you were warm. You felt warm. What if there was a fire in your body or in your soul that made external heat unnecessary? Spiritually speaking, this peace, peace, Isaiah is talking about, is that sort of thing. It is something that uh, Joseph had in Egypt. It was a fire that kept him warm in a miserable dungeon cell. We may have peace because we have the Lord in our hearts when we ourselves may be pretty miserable in ourselves. A young lady shortly after meeting Christ found that her baby was getting sick, dying of a terrible disease. She poured out her heart to God, pleading with the Lord to spare her child, to raise it from this sickness, deliver this child. But despite her faith and despite her prayers, the baby died. And the mother was crushed. She stopped going to church. She stopped reading her Bible. She stopped praying. She professed to have rejected the Lord. She was so thoroughly dejected but there was a, a Christian lady who befriended her and over months began to show to her that that faith is not a magic charm to drape across the chest of a, a dying child. Trust in the Lord is an acknowledgement of his love mm-hmm. and wisdom despite whatever circumstances may bring our way. It is an internal fire that warms us even when the room temperature is 20 degrees. God's peace can be ours when we follow our faith up into the heavens. We have all known children who ate too much of something and made themselves sick. I was one of those children, six or eight years old. I don't remember how old I was. It was a very hot day, and it was watermelon. Ate way too much watermelon. Haven't eaten much watermelon since. I was sick. And that child, I don't know if I was warned, but in this fictitious case, You're telling that child, you better stop. You're gonna make yourself sick. But he keeps eating. What is it, chocolate cookies? Whatever. And sure enough, he gets sick. He may be so sick he feels like he is going to die. He may be so sick he wished he would die. But you know he's not gonna die. He's gonna get over this. The physician who knows that our pain is temporary has personal peace about our illness. You're going to get over it. And if we could join him in that certainty, then we could have that peace as well. We can have peace, even though for the moment we are in great pain. This will go away. This is the sort of thing that Isaiah is talking about here. Jehovah is the physician in this case. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Who and where is the Lord? The Lord is the one who knows and controls all things. He knows whether or not our tummy ache is going to pass trust him. He knows whether or not we will be miraculously healed when it's more than a tummy ache, when it's uh, stomach cancer. And he loves his child with a love that supersedes tummy aches and, and torment. He loves us. If we could set our mind on the Lord we'd have peace despite all our circumstances. I don't know how many times, it's been several, maybe half a dozen, that I have walked down the ramp to get into a Boeing 737, looked out the window, and it was dark, and on some occasions occasions it was raining. On other occasions it was even snowing. And uh, 10 minutes later, the door closed. We started to move. We've stopped a time or two in Denver and other places and had the wings uh, uh, washed off of the ice and snow. And then uh, got to the uh, edge of the runway, started down, picked up speed, lifted off the ground, the wheels pulled up, The nose of the plane hit a 45 degree angle and burst through the clouds and all of a sudden there we are in the sunshine. The Lord is always in the sunshine. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. Acknowledge him. Seek him. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee who is there in the sunshine. Rock of Ages. In the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Literally, this verse says, in Yah, Jehovah is the Rock of Ages. As I look at verse number three, I'm trying to think of ways to illustrate and explain it, I wonder why I even go to the effort. It's as though Isaiah said, what can I say? The Lord is who He is. How can I add to the Lord? All I can do is encourage you to trust the Lord. The peace of God is something that some of God's people know and enjoy. It's what all of God's people should have. Peace. How can you describe the color green to someone who is blind? How can you describe uh, Handel's water music or Tchaikovsky's first piano concerto to someone who can't hear? How do we describe this piece that Isaiah refers to? The only way that we can really grasp it is to... Excuse me, that's not the right word. The only way we can understand it is to experience it, Mm. to grasp it. Jehovah is peace. He is the rock of ages. To know him is to know the peace that I am trying to describe very poorly this evening. What is represented by the name Jehovah? Jehovah emphasizes absolute, unconditional, unlimited unchangeable deity that loves its chosen people. His chosen people. He is I am that I am. Men and creatures and circumstances are what they have made themselves to be. Jehovah is who Jehovah is. And he's not touched by anything that we might do or circumstances. He is the source, the motive, the law, the sustenance of everything, even of himself. He is changeless. He is eternal. Rock of Ages. Prudential Insurance has a very good geological mascot, the Rock of Gibraltar. I know that even Gibraltar and Prudential Insurance are going to crumble one day. The rock of ages will not. Right. Will not. Everlasting strength. He is the Lord. And of course, we have an invitation here to trust. I don't see any limiting qualifications. Isaiah doesn't say, if you are a Jew, trust in Jehovah. He doesn't say, if you are an adult white male between the ages of 25 and 45, trust in the Lord. Open door to everybody. No prerequisites. Simple invitation. If we only knew God as He is, we'd certainly not do another thing before we trusted Him. We tell the the lost sinner, come to Christ, trust Him, He will save you. What about the Christian? Christian needs to come in exactly the same way every moment every day we need the Lord we need more of the Lord we know need the blessing of the Lord God's promise through Isaiah is I will give you peace peace perfect peace trust me trust me why don't we possess more peace I'll close with one more of Top Lady's hymns. Only the first two lines actually reflect my theme, but listen to to it in its entirety. Source and giver of repose, from thee all my comfort flows. Peace and happiness are thine. Mine they are, if thou art mine. Thee to praise and thee to know constitute my bliss below. Thee to see and Thee to love constitute my bliss above. Lord, it is not life to live if Thy presence Thou deny. Lord, if Thou Thy presence give, tis no longer death to die. Please stand